So we're finishing our series, um, Framing Your World. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I actually feel like I could preach on this for probably another two years. Um, God first gave this to me back in, actually, actually before 2010 is the first time I actually preached it. I think, uh, I think, we've, I think we've got those on cassettes. <laughs> but I preached that back in 2000, before, I don't know, it may have been like as far back as maybe 2006. But I got it from something, um, I got it from looking at a frame one time that had no picture in it. And I remember seeing that frame, and there's no picture. And, and it, it, it just hit me that it, it, what came back to me was Hebrews 11.3 that says, as we've talked about, that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. And in other words, the worlds were there, but you really didn't notice it until they were framed. And they were framed when God said, light be and light was. When God created man and said, man be and man was. It was there, the potential was there, it was there to, to, to manifest, but it didn't take form until God spoke it. And I'd encourage you, if you haven't listened to the other four messages that we've ministered on this, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to them and, and, and just spend some time meditating on, on what God has given me to give you. And today, I'm ending it, and, and I want to say this first and foremost, that in, in my 45-plus years of salvation, Today, what I'm convinced of is that there is nothing more important to you in my life than us speaking the Word of God on a daily basis. It's what I call my daily routine. I'm convinced today that there's not anything more important there's a lot of other aspects to the, the Christian walk and developing a relationship with God. But none of it will work if you're not framing your own personal world with the Word of God. It, it won't work. Nothing will work. You know, I, I was, I, I, when I was gone, you know... <clears throat> There's something that's real important that I'm learning more and more. There's something more. There's something really important. I, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever take a vacation again because of the meaning of that word. Vacation means to unplug and you know get out of everything and 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 just shut down and not do anything like you do normally. Uh, that, that's the mentality, and a lot of times people go on vacations, and when they get home, they're more beat up than before, before they left. 
What I call it is, you need to get away. You need to get away from your surroundings, but don't get away from God. God should become stronger, and you should become more equipped when you get away. Everybody say, get away. Everybody at certain times need to get away. But you don't have to live your life with this anticipation of getting away. You can actually get away day to day in your relationship with God. And framing your world with the Word is what is so vitally important. I'm just going to read what I wrote down here. I've said this, you've heard me say this many times. I've heard many other people say this through the years. You realize nothing is original. Nothing you think you have or that you think you created, you didn't. It's all, it, nothing is original. Nothing is. Everything came from somewhere, and it all came from God. But I've said this to you before. Framing your world consists of changing what you say to change the way you think. To control the direction and choices that you make in your life. I'm going to read that again. Framing your world, in other words, with the Word of God, consists of changing what you say to change the way you think to control the direction and choices that you make in your life. You will never change your actions without changing the way that you think. And you will never, never, I'm saying never, you'll never, you're, you're not strong enough, big enough, you, you don't have the ability to do this. You will never change the way that you think without changing the words that you speak out of your mouth. You'll never change. And you'll never change the words that come out of your mouth if you don't develop a daily routine of God's Word. Today at the end of the service when you leave, they're out there either on the, at the information station or maybe the table in the middle, they're out there. There's copies that I'm giving you of some of pieces of the the, 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 the different topics that I declare over myself every day. Things that I pray over myself, I, I declare over myself, and over you, over my family, over lots and lots of different people, a lot of things that I say every day. Because saying specific things are vital to my success, to your success. And I've given you some pieces and put it together and they're on some papers out there. If you want a copy of that to help add to what you have and what you do, uh, please, you know, please grab one of those when you leave. We're going to look at them here in a moment uh, on the screen. But it is so vital that we believe that we have to be changing our attitude in the way that we think by what we say. We have to believe it. Listen to me. In the seed of the word, I was, every time I think of a seed, I think of an apple seed. I was raised around apple orchards. And I always think of an apple seed. But all the bushels that will be produced from the tree are in the seed. 
But if the seed doesn't get planted, it's not going to produce the fruit. And the way you plant the Word of God is by what you say. So, all I'm going to do today is read to you three verses of Scripture. But I'm going to read those three verses of Scripture in about five different translations. So, I want you to follow with me on these three verses. I'm going to start with James chapter two, uh, 3 and verse 2. And I'm going to read it in the, in the Passion Translation. We all fail in many areas, but especially with our words. Yet, if we're able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. And remember, your character will not be developed if you don't change what you say. In the message translation of the same verse. And none of us is perfectly qualified. We get it wrong nearly every time we open our mouths. If you could find someone whose speech was perfectly true, in other words, the only truth that there is is God's Word. Their speech was perfectly true. You'd have a perfect person in perfect control of what they say, what they think, and the actions in their life. You're doing, if you're doing something today that you don't like what you're doing, it's because your thinking is wrong as a result of your words being wrong. If you use words about, if you use words in sentences that talk about dying, that talk about hating, that talk about, you know, not liking this thing, that thing, whatever, if, you're, if, if those words are constantly coming out of your mouth, going in your ears and getting down inside of you, it keeps you in a place of bondage. It keeps you in a place where you're held back from fulfilling the purpose and plan that God has for you. The Amplified translation of the same verse. For we all stumble and fall and offend in many things. So it's out there. You, you, the, the potential for that is there. But if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things. He is a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. I'm just reiterating this again. If there's something that you're struggling with in, in your life, begin to get your mouth on it based on what God's Word says about it. And in the seed of that Word that you begin to plant, what, what, what does it do? See, see, a lot of people think, well, you know, that's just that faith and confession stuff. Yeah, it is. It's faith In confession, it's confession to develop faith. But listen, your daily routine of confession doesn't change your circumstances instantly. First, it has to change the way you think. 
That's why you have to have a daily routine that never stops. You have to pray and declare and and allow these things to happen all the time in your life. And first and foremost, you need to be speaking over yourself. Well, pastor, that's really selfish. You can call it whatever you want. But don't be praying over me stuff that's of unbelief and has no faith and no power in it. I don't want it. That's why you need to be renewing your mind so that you're effective for other people. God's Word translation says this. All of us make a lot of mistakes. Anybody in here ever made a mistake? Anybody in here can say that through your life you've made a lot of mistakes? Okay, That's not what we're looking for in the future, but we admit we've made some mistakes. Everybody does. Everybody's made mistakes. That's not the issue. Jesus died for our mistakes. What God doesn't want is us to continue in our mistakes. I won't yell so loud. All of us make a lot of mistakes. If someone doesn't make any mistakes when he speaks, somebody doesn't make any mistakes when he speaks, like the Amplified says, never says the wrong thing, he would be perfect. And that word perfect there is not perfection. There's only one perfect. That word is mature, developed. He would be able to control everything he does. Everything he does. God has empowered you and I He's given us His Word. He's given us His Spirit. He's given us His Son that paid the price for us. He has positioned us and empowered us to be able to overcome and accomplish anything and everything that we need to do in life. Listen to me. There's not anything that you're struggling with today that has to remain. But you got to get the Word on it. I'm telling you, you've got to get the word on it. The second verse we're going to read. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 21. And I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. Your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. And when you first read that, you think, well, they're going to reap the consequences of talking too much. No. You're going to reap the consequences of either death or life. You know what I want to be considered? I want to be considered a very talkative word person. Man, around that guy, all he does is talk the word. I mean, you know, don't get all whatever and, you know, where people can't stand to be around you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't do that. That's about you and God. That's not you, you know, going into some restaurant and confessing the word and because, you know, I mean, you walk up and you're going to order a hamburger. <clears throat> Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No, I need to know what you want to eat. You know, don't be stupid, right? I mean, that, that's just ridiculous. Don't be so 
so kind of somewhat, and it's really not being spiritually minded that you're no earthly good. It's being stupid that you're no earthly good. You understand? Don't be that way. Don't be that way. Man, be known for a person that when it comes to answers, man, I just go to the word. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Yeah, but pastor, what about that? Well, it doesn't matter. No, because I got the word on it. What my wife so beautifully said today about the tithe and those blessings. See, see when, when you see something where it appears like you're not on top and it seems like you're underneath, no, 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 not for me. No, I'm a tither. Mm. And the blessing of the tithe, the blessing, a blessing, it's the blessing. It's not blessings. Blessings come from being under the blessing. And when I'm a tither, no, man, tithing, listen to me, remember this, tithing is not giving. Tithing is not seed sowing. Tithing is a covenant connection that now it's like when, when it appears like you're underneath and not on top, no, and you turn to God and you say, no, but I'm a tither, is he steps in. He makes sure you overcome. No matter what it is. I mean, that's the benefit of the promises of God. But I've got to not just know it up here, not just because of what she talked about earlier. It's good what she said, but if you don't really believe it and you're doing it because you think maybe somebody's going to be mad at you, don't do it. Not until you believe it. Man, when you believe it and you honor God with that tithe, nothing that the enemy... He makes sure that the devourer is rebuked on your behalf. We enforce it, but he makes sure that that's so. No, that's my boy. He's a tither, and he reminded me. Did he, did he not tell us to put him in remembrance? Not any other promise, but that one. That's how powerful that is. Wow, that's all what I'm talking about. In the message translation of 18, Proverbs 18.21, words kill Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. I don't know about you, but I just choose life. I choose to develop a relationship with God through my daily routine, first and foremost, of the confession of the word. There's a lot of components to a relationship with God. But I'm convinced today, after 45 plus years, that without confession, my prayer life is ineffective, or at least ineffective to how it could actually be. And so many other elements of that. I mean, my study time or, or meditation time, if you're not confessing and declaring the word and aware of the things that you're saying and changing the way you're thinking, your meditation time will be of worry. You, you, you'll try to get into the word, but all of a sudden you get distracted because you're worrying about something that God's already taken care of, but you don't know he has because you don't really believe it. It's vital that we understand that. And... and God's word translation in Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love to talk will have to eat their own words. Amen? The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love to talk 
love to eat their own words. Those who love to just say anything instead of what God says is so. And then the Good News Bible says this in the same verse. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. You must. I'll read that again. What you say can preserve life or destroy life. The New King James, there is death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat the fruit of it. Death and life, the power of life, the ability to preserve life and enjoy life is in the power of what I say. God's already set it up, but it's not going to happen for me just because God's already done it for me if I don't change the way I think. It's vital. Man, it's vital. You know, the tendency, this is, this is just the way I see it, the tendency in life that I think everybody has at different times, the tendencies that we have, are to convince people that we're something that we're not. I mean, social media is really good with that. And you say, well, you know, that's not me. Okay, well, I, I just, that's just my perception that a lot of people are trying to convince people of something that they're really not. I don't know about you, but I just want to be who I am, right? And when you believe the Word of God, you don't have to convince people of anything. When you're a believer of the Word, man, you're looking for opportunities to be the blessing, right? To allow the blessing to flow, not... Not in, not in your life because of, many times because of insecurities and fear. People are trying to develop and make their life happen and things come to pass when that's not your job. Your job is to believe the promises of God and watch God take care of you. Man, when you believe something, you don't have to tell anybody. Somebody didn't have to know. You know how many times that Jesus would, somebody be healed in his ministry, and then he would tell them, now don't go tell anybody. What'd they do? They always went and told people. Right? That didn't need to happen. I mean, word of mouth and things that were going on in the anointing of God was enough. They didn't need to know how great he was. He was already great. He's created you and I great. You do not have to promote your own life. I'm telling you, what promotes you is you believing in who he created you to be and then be that. And the only way is to change the way we think by changing what we say. Only way. I, I, listen, I've spent over 45 years trying to find other ways to do it. It doesn't work. That's the way it works. Then everything else flows. 
Then your prayer life and your, and, and your study time and, you know, and, and your meditation time and all those kind of things are in a place where you get to know God in a greater way. But you have to have that daily routine. I want to read this last verse to you in a, in a couple of translations. And it's Romans <clears throat> chapter 12 and verse 2. I'm going to read it first in the, in the Passion Translation. Man, I love this translation. He said, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life. Man. As my wife and I were on the National Mall, we were walking between the Washington Monument and the Lincoln, the World War II uh, memorial is right in between that and we were walking in that area just kind of holding hands and just reflecting you know the reflecting pond was there and I was reflecting what a beautiful life we have what a beautiful life man what a beautiful life when you live for God and you do it his way. What a beautiful life. But we have to change the way we think. And you'll never change the way you think if you don't change what you say. In 45 years, I've put myself on a number of different challenges. I mean, upwards of probably 25 different challenges through the years. And the challenges of uh, so many times are about what's coming out of my mouth. Several years back, I went on about a 30-day challenge of writing down every time a negative word came out of my mouth. And listen to me, I did that under the direction of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't think I had very many negative words coming out of my mouth. I was shocked. We can't take this lightly. We have to be serious. I don't care who you think you are today or what you've accomplished. I'm telling you, you've got to go deeper. Because you and I will never become that perfect person. We'll become the mature, developed person. But that developed, mature person has to continue to mature and develop. What I'm going to give you on the screen and then I've got on paper out there, just, just I mean, most of you I think in here today, you have some form of a daily routine, but I'm challenging you to go, to go to another level, and so I'm just giving you some things to help you in what you say. Every one of these that I'll put up here on the screen in a moment, every one of them is, is, is tied to the Word of God, but most of them are in the first person where it relates to what I'm saying over myself. And you need that for yourself to change the way that you think. But he said, this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying 
and perfect in his eyes. And the same verse, just in one other translation, in God's Word translation, says, Don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. So to not become like the people of the world, you have to change the way you think. Then you will always be able to determine what God really wants. What is good and pleasing and perfect. Don't become like the people of the world. Listen, the reason, you know, you know, in some ways you can look at that verse and think, you know, yeah, I don't become like those pathetic scumbugs, you know, buckets or whatever, you know. But that, that's not the way we look at people. Because every human being was created in the image of God. Every human being was created in God's image. There's only two race of people on the planet, saved and unsaved. And it's God's will for the unsaved to be saved. So, Why would we want to be like the unsaved and act like the unsaved and think like the unsaved? Because that word word there, world, is the unsaved. And and for us to think that we're going to be like them, then we have nothing to give them to help them get set free. So he said, don't become like the people of the world. Don't stay like the people of the world. Allow your thinking to change. And how does that happen? Comes through the things that we say. Can you, can you put up that daily routine that I gave you? <clears throat> so, it'll be, a little, it'll be on the paper in a little different way. It'll be easier to read them like this. I mean, it'll be kind of separated, so you, you'll see the difference in each one of them. I just, want to, I just want to speak these things and make a couple of comments as I speak them. So I'm saying this over myself and I want you to listen like I'm saying it over you and I want you to receive it today. I speak the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Somebody says, is that scripture? How many know that the scripture says to do that? Okay, that, that's, that's a... That's a statement that the, the political world or the governmental world or the judicial world uses. But the Word of God says that. But I'm saying it in a way that it really ministers to me and gets me to think about how important that is because the truth is God's Word. The door of opportunity is open. I live in abundance. I have more than enough, and debt has no place in my life. I finish everything that I say I'm going to do. A lot of people start things and they never finish. Did you ever realize that you could say something like that? And and these things I've gotten from just different pieces of the Word of God, you realize you can say something like that, and the seed of that will begin to change the way you think about starting something and finishing something. I promise you. According to Matthew 8, 13, as I believe, so it's done for me. 
My eyes are not dim, nor are they fading. My eyes are blessed, and they see clearly. Cataracts have no place in either of my eyes, and neither is there degeneration. You know what? Most people that would make that, that confession right there, most people in the back of their mind would have doubt that that could actually happen. That's why you say it. It's not, you're not saying it that if you have a cataract in your eye, well, I'm going to say that and it's going to go away. Not if you don't believe it. You're saying it to change the way you think. And what it'll produce over time, if you don't stop, it'll produce a belief inside of you that can see manifestation. You may be confessing those things and have a cataract removed. I mean, is, 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 is that against what God would have you do? Absolutely not. As you're confessing that, you're getting stronger in your belief. Could a cataract come back? Absolutely so. But if you spoke something like that over a number of years, and something came in your eye, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, the word says this. So you're strong in your belief that, that that has no right to remain in my body. Doesn't mean things don't come. But when they come and we believe, like I just said before that, according to Matthew 8, 13, that's the passage about the centurion. As, as, as the centurion believed, his servant was healed in that very same hour. So I say over myself, as I believe, so it's done for me. Is God any respecter of person? What he did for the centurion, he'll do for me. Every spirit of selfishness, fear, doubt, unbelief, and pride, I give no place to in my mind in the name of Jesus. That's a huge one. I pray in the Spirit every day throughout the day. That reminds me to pray in the Spirit. Today, I don't have to be reminded. Why? Because I've said that for years. I pray in the Spirit every day throughout the day. 2020 is the year and the beginning of the decade of perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. My body is renewed. I think and hear clearly, and I do exactly as God says. I tell you what, that one right there has helped me so many times when I want to do something without asking God first. Every cell of my body functions in the perfection that God created it to function, and I forbid any malfunction in my body. The life of the flesh is in the blood. The anointing of Jesus is flowing through my veins, sending healing throughout my whole entire body. Every system of my body functions with supernatural efficiency. My body is free from pain, discomfort, distress, and symptoms of sickness. I boldly declare that I'm healed, healthy, and whole in the name of Jesus. The Word of God today is medicine to all of my flesh. Those kind of things and many more in the other section that I speak every day. Man, when there's been news of coronavirus or whatever virus or flu or anything else, no, it has no right in my body. Doesn't mean that it's not out there. To, to say it's not out there is, is, to, is to believing a lie. It's there, it's out there, it's present, but it has no right to remain in my body. And these type of daily confessions empower me to believe that when it comes. The Bible didn't say it won't come. Whole pastors just pray that nothing will ever affect me. No. Stuff will come against you and come at you. 
That's why we need the faith in the promises of God to resist anything and let those things know they have no right to remain in our bodies. Can you say amen to that? At the first sight of strife, I shut it down. I live in a strife-free zone. I have total control of my emotions. Wow, we could talk about that for the next two hours. Blessings, favor, and grace are coming to me so fast and from every direction in the name of Jesus. I'm a tither, and the blessing is on my life. Blessing, be now in Jesus' name. I'm rich because of the blessing. That's what the Word says. I trust the God inside of me. Man, that's a big, I mean, that's a little bitty one, but that's a big one. I trust the God inside of me. The Holy Spirit gives me the truth concerning everything in my life according to John 16, 13. Well, you just never know what God, no, 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 you can know the truth if you seek Him. You continue to ask, you continue to knock, you continue to seek Him, you can find the answer because He said so. I'm in control of myself. I think before I talk. I hold myself accountable in emotional responses. Good ground is honest ground. I'm honest. Everybody say, I'm honest. I'm honest. Right? Why? Because I tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. We live in a world and a society that wants to lie about everything. And the potential is there. Especially when you're trying to protect yourself or advance yourself. Why would we advance ourselves when we have the creator of the universe inside of us who his whole passion is to advance us? <laughs> his whole passion and plan is to advance you and I. Can you say amen? I'm staying in your presence, Lord. I have no fear, no care, and I'm safe. The blood of Jesus has forgiven me of all mistakes in my life and, I'm del and, and delivered me from all darkness. I have a clear conscience today. How people treat me is a reflection of them. How I respond is a reflection of me. I'll read that again. How people treat me is a reflection of them. But how I respond is a reflection of me. You need to read that maybe a hundred times a day for about six weeks. And I, t I just tell you what happens. I I've been saying that for however long since I got that from somebody else. And I've realized how many times I would respond how somebody treated me that's a reflection of what's going on in me and these last couple here God makes a way where there is no way God has made a way where it seemed like there wasn't a way he's already made the way the strategy of the enemy is cut off from my life today I will not hold on to my life and lose it I'm giving my life and gaining it now these are just some things that I say that, like I said, there's copies of them in the back that you can have uh, just to help you, can add to what you have. Maybe you haven't had a daily routine and you just start with that. I promise you, none of that will hurt you. Amen? None of that will put you in a bad way. None of that will affect you in a negative way. All of that that was just spoken right there will enhance you, it will build you, and it will put you in a place of being more aware and sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what God says is true and where God wants to lead you on a daily basis. Man, I'm telling you, framing our worlds with the Word of God is where the key to your and my success lies. Can you say amen to that?
Father, I, I, I just today, I speak and release over every person right now. I, I, I release and declare over them clarity in their minds. From today on, from this message on, from this series on, their meditation daily will be on the Word of God. Their meditation will be on what you says is you, what you say is so in every area of their life. And where their thinking is off, they're going to realize I've got to change what I say. I just thank you for the clarity for each person in the house today. Father, we bless you. We, we're so grateful for the power and the strength of the seed of your word being planted in our hearts to make us and create us and cause us to be everything you created us to be in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen and amen. Glory to God. Amen. Is God good or is God good? I, got, I, got, I just got to say this one more time. I got to say it like this. You got to think about this. But to produce fruit is not on you. To make things happen and come to pass, it's, it's not on you. The, the pressure isn't on you. It's already been done, and it's, it, it's, it's laying dormant in the seed of the Word. You, can, you know how you get a little bag of those seeds? They look great. And you can set them on the counter and walk in the next morning, you know, or nine months from now, and, and or six months from now, or however long it would be to produce fruit and, and wonder why there was nothing nothing had manifested. It's got to go into the ground. In the seed itself lies the power for you to be empowered and free of anything that you face. It's in the seed itself. I'm just telling you, man, start like never before. Just speak and declare. God says it so. Amen?